Hey everybody, welcome to the Author's Porch where every good conversation starts. We are excited. We have Hey, happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation starts. We have a special treat for you tonight. We have Love Lubker tonight on the Author's Porch, and I hope I said her last name. We practiced. We practiced before the show. How are you doing, Love? Good. It is so nice to see you and everybody. Look, so Love is... a I have been following Love for a little bit. I've been inside one of her Facebook groups and reading her fantastic book, Under the Spell. Uh, the under, world, spell. under His Spell. Sorry about that. I told you I was going to mess up my words. I warned her ahead of time. So <laughs> I don't know if she watches the author's porch as much as I speak on the author's porch, but everybody knows I always mess up my words. I try to rehearse as much, so I do apologize. Under his spell. So let me introduce Love a little bit more to you guys, because I've had the pleasure of researching and getting to know a little bit more about the author behind this fantastic book. Um, she is an author and a historian of the Victorian era. She started self-teaching herself German and doing all of this research at the age of 15, if you can believe that. I don't know if I had the drive at the age of 15. Like, I think that is super fantastic. And she is going to have six books total in this series, in the Rival Courts series. And let me tell you, like in her group, it is extremely detailed about the Rival Courts and all the royals. And I absolutely love it. And a lot of people don't know what the books are about, but Love is going to come and tell us what these this wonderful series is about and all the different parts of the royal family. Because I will tell, and I was telling her a little bit about it earlier. I spent three years in England and three years in Germany, and I am so fascinated by the royals and not just the English royals or the German royals, but all royal families because there was a royal family everywhere at one point in time and i will show her a picture later but uh king uh oh my goodness i can't believe i told you i was gonna forget it i knew i was gonna forget it what was his name ah here it is okay so my 14th cousin is robert ii king of scotland so I was super excited. So later after the show, I'm going to pick her brain probably one day. I'm going to get on Facebook and be like, love, let's talk, let's talk. Because she is a historian of this Victorian era and the royal families. So love, tell us more about your inspiration behind wanting to research and get into this era. I've always been a researcher, but when I was a child, I always read about animals about biology and studied different kinds of animals and stuff and when I was 12 I had a pet, flock of pet chickens <laughs> chickens and guinea fowls wow. but I had the, them get attacked by a couple of dogs 
Mm. And I just stopped wanting to do the animal stuff as much as didn't do that much anymore. But I found the pandas at San Diego Zoo and the cub at the time was born on the day that my chickens got attacked by the dogs. Just oh, a weird wow. coincidence. So I did that for a while and then I I was still wanting to do the animals, but wanting to do other stories more and got into anthropomorphic stories okay. like Redwall and Miss Mantle, that's a very royal themed story, but it's anthropomorphic, but the story is very relevant to what I'm doing now. Okay. And then I got into some of the Boys' adventure stories in the late 1800s, early 1900s, the River Boys. And then when I was 15, my parents watched the movie Jane Eyre. Mm -hmm. And my mom read it aloud. And I just got interested in that and read it a couple times and then got back into another series that was a series that seemed very out of place in my research it's the uh secret series by pseudonymous bosch but it's the only stories i've ever read that have like modern computers and some phones and stuff but i'll talk about it more because it comes back in the my research later, <laughs> um, so, then went to the next Bronte book and got into the research of her life and read about Charlotte Bronte's, read her letters and the literary world. And I read about, she goes to London to the Great Exhibition, the first Bronx Fair. Okay. So about her stay in Belgium to learn languages, but she, the school was right next to the palace in Belgium, and she saw Queen Victoria there before she saw her in England. <laughs> wow, that's pretty interesting. So you really dug into like the old letters and their, their full-on life, not just the stuff in front of yeah. the camera. That's what I, I like, the source information. Yeah, a lot of people just want to know the stuff in front of the camera, the, the drama stuff, you know, things like that. But you actually wanted to know them as individuals. Yeah. And so the birth of your love for the, for the royals in the Victorian era started. Now, what, who do you think is probably your favorite royal? If you had to pick one, who would be your favorite? I'd say Vicky and Fritz, that's Queen Victoria's oldest daughter and her husband, that's Friedrich the third of Germany, Frederick the third, that's the parents of Kaiser Wilhelm the second of World War One, but that's who my story is about. Yeah. And that they met when she's ten at yeah, so I'd read about the Great Exhibition and Charlotte Bronte's stuff and 
when I ran out of the new new information in the Bronte research, I looked up the things I'd read about what were connections to the realms and just got started on that and I've been doing that for over seven years now. So over ten years all together with the Bronte. A lot of people will write about um, them as adults, but you started your story out with them as children. So what made you want to write the, basically their origin, kind of like a, a origin story of them? What fascinated you about them as children? A lot of the books I read about Vicky and Fritz tell about her childhood more and what they meet when she's just a child, when she's this guy that the exhibition, but gives like a very little backstory for Fritz. And I read another novel that was done about them last year, A Most English Princess by Claire McHugh. And she was the first person I've talked to in my series of interviews also. I have my talk with her on YouTube. <laughs> so I read her story and it just felt like she didn't give Fritz much backstory. I liked her book, but it was what made me want to finally tell mine because my friends and family always said, you should write a book on these years. And I always said, I don't know how, I don't know how to describe things. Yeah, it left you wanting more. <laughs> I said the book left you wanting more. It didn't give you enough. You were like, I need more. I need more. So you went out and found it. And I'm with learning German. I'm working on translating his diary. So really, that is fascinating. It's not published in English yet, but I can weave into my story. Wow, that is super fascinating. Now, so when we were in Germany, my daughter took, um, she started when we were in the States and she was in middle school, she started taking Spanish classes. But when we moved to Germany for those three years, she switched to German classes and she found it. She loved it. She loved learning German. Um, Do you find it easy to learn that language? I didn't. I was there for three years. I learned hello, goodbye, thank you. And that was about it. When I was 13, 12 and 13, my family went to some high-level juggling events. It was stuff my brother did. He competed in that. Okay. And a lot of people were international, and there were a lot of German people there. And it was when we were first getting on Facebook and social media. Yeah. So we wanted to be able to understand what they were saying and stuff, and we took the Pinsler course, but it's more like tourist and business language and not as much reading. We were just getting into the reading part when it got into just business stuff and it just got less interesting. So a yeah. couple of years ago, there was a friend of mine that I met in one of the brown research groups but i said i'd translate a book for her when i hadn't learned more german yet besides taking the first level of that course and just like looking up 
I'm good in translator and memorizing the phrases I read in my research. Yeah. But Duolingo as an online course looks much more reading, translating back and forth and stuff. So I've been doing that for about two and a half years now. And wow. So I can, when I'm typing in stuff from books to translate, there's times when I get to a whole paragraph that I can understand and I just automatically go into translation and start typing it in English without thinking about it. Wow, that's exciting. Like I'm discovering something that hasn't been discovered yet in the English language, that's that's fascinating because I would love to do that. Like I've seen some things in other texts and I'm like, I want to know what it says so yeah. bad, but I've never had um, the ability to learn another language. I tried to learn in high school. I tried to learn Spanish, couldn't. I lived in Japan for four years, couldn't learn it. I lived in England, couldn't, I mean, not, well, I did live in England, but I lived in Germany, couldn't learn it. I went to other countries, Afghanistan, Kuwait, all kinds of places. I cannot learn another language. I can learn enough to be able to ask like directions or say hi, but man, I just never had the affinity for it. So, um, have you traveled to any of the places that the Royals are, or do you plan on traveling to any of those places? I haven't. I'd like to. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I wish I would have done when I was in England, so I met the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, me and my daughter. She was chosen to get the posies with Queen, to give the posies to Queen Elizabeth, and that was... I was beside myself. Was yeah. and she even? She asked me. She goes, "Are you stationed here at REF?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, sure." Like I literally, I thought, "Please don't talk to me because I'm gonna screw screw this up, and I'm frightened of you." <laughs> like I was scared to death. For I was like, I, you know, like the the president of the United States. I could say, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" But the Queen of England, like, please, I'm scared of you. But um. <laughs> Not like frightened, but like in that much of an awe to speak to her. But one of the things I didn't do was I didn't visit Buckingham Palace or um, a lot of the the places that the royal family went or a lot of the those historical places. So what is one of the places that you would go to that you know off the top of your head if you went overseas to any of the countries? Because I know there's quite a few other countries that you would love to, but I mean, for me, the Royals that I am just attached to is the Royals and the English Royal family, because my three years in England, I just connected with the whole country so much, but um, which country would you go to and what would you visit? England or Germany. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Windsor. Oh yeah. Or uh i'm not sure what's it called hotel schloss hotel kronberg i think is what it's called now but Friedrichshof, what's becky's place she has built later where she lives after as the dowager empress she yeah. has her own place built and it's really pretty and it's a hotel where you can stay at now, but it's still like decorated with her artwork and she was amazing yeah. artist. 
landscape artist and stuff. Wow. So I've got the book of Santa's Diary. Is it really? That is super cool. Yeah, and it's old like the binding cover came off and it's actually got the embossed pages that you can feel the print. Really? Is that an, is that an original or? I think so. I think it's yeah, 1929. Oh my word. So I bought it for like $73. Wow. <laughs> I found a couple different copies but at various prices and I kept being I tried to buy it and it's not really there anymore, but I finally got one here a couple of years ago almost. So. Yeah, that's that's super cool. Like I want to, yeah, I can't wait to like really get involved in your group even more because the history. So I, I studied other history within those countries. And when I was in Germany, we went to Amsterdam and I went to I got that little fly bothering me again. I look like a ninja over here. Sorry. <laughs> but I had I went to the Anne Frank house because when I was a little girl, I read the diary of Anne Frank. And it was like my dream to ever go there. So I, I went to a few castles, but I didn't go to a lot. But just to see the chairs and just the the style, I would I would love to decorate my house in the Victorian style era, the velvet and just the, the, uh, the, the legs of the furniture and all that stuff. Before I started my costume things, I got some portraits of myself that on a site called Turned Me Royal, but they have pictures with the different, their, from the different portraits of the royals, but you can get your picture then. Yeah. In the costume turned me royal. And I've got three of them with frames that I've been meaning to take a picture of and share in my group that I need to do that. Yes, please my, do that. My picture on Facebook is one of those portraits. So the picture we have for the that we did for the graphic for the show, that's one of those portraits, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna message you after the show because I need to make myself royal and see what I would look like too. Because when I saw that picture, I'm like, yes. So we yeah. have this group, uh, a, a few of the business ladies that I, I connect with and network with, and it's called Tipsy and Tiaras because we all put on these little, I actually have a crown and we wear them. And on Friday nights, we all sit in a Zoom call and we just talk about, you know, different things in our businesses that we do. And they were quite excited that you were coming on the show because they saw your tiara and they were like, oh my God, another queen. <laughs> I love that tiara. It's absolutely gorgeous. I can't get mine to stay on my head though. I usually get it to stay well, but it's just not wanting to some for some reason today. It looks fabulous okay. though. I absolutely I love it. Earrings and the necklace and this pink panel here is something my grandma made and wore at one of my cousin's weddings and she gave it to me. Wow. And I I've got other sets of jewelry and some stuff but from my grandma's jewelry box that I'm using. <laughs> so, 
when I think of the Victorian era and I think of the way that women dressed and they put themselves together, they were such a classy, it was such a classy era, you know, and like, I love jewelry. Everyone knows when I come on a show, I've, I've always got my jewelry and different jewelry stuff on, but I would love to get into that Victorian jewelry and, and things like that, but I'm getting sidetracked. Okay. So <laughs> let's get back to your author journey. So yeah. you finished the first book. Yeah. And you're going to be writing six books in the series. And that's going to go over different royal families, correct? This one centers around Vicky and Fritz. And I'm actually, now I'm planning two more series, doing one around Queen Victoria and Prince Albert when they're young and then went around the Russian family, but all under the rival courts okay. umbrella. So have a Russian and English and the Russian series. Yeah. And how long does it, does it, did it take you to write the first book? Just three months. Okay. Okay. And are you only published on your website or are you published? Yes. Okay. Right. So you're exclusive on your website. Yeah. And it's just ebooks so far. So. Okay. That's all I have so far, but I made my website myself. And wow. Yes. I love that. I love that because you're you're owning your own work. And, and if people want to, they have to come directly to you. So that's great. And your group is fantastic as well. Um, so when, when you thought of this story and you wanted to write it and you did your website and you created your book and you have a way for people to buy your book directly from your website and get their e-copy, so I know you've got some advice if another author wants to write a book and they have these stories and they're like, you know, I, I see what, what love is doing. She had a passion for the Victorian era. She went all in, she learned the German, you know, she learned the language, she learned the research. She became a historian for the Victoria era and she wrote a book on it. And I have this passion, just something different but I want to learn how to write a book so I can do the same thing. What would your advice be to them? Um, um, I read so many books, but I have a lot of things like when I'm writing, I had something come into my head that's a similar character situation but i didn't really think about it when i'm writing but i did model on like yeah elements of charlotte bronte brian jakes lucy montgomery other yeah and and i've heard the better reader you are the better writer you become yeah. so you, that's great advice for them and to read more something I did sometimes when I, if I got stuck in being critical when I was reading over something, I'd think it in the voice of one of the audiobook readers I like and just get it out of my head. That's, that's really smart. I'm going to do that because I tell you the, the guy who, and I don't know who, who it is, but the person who narrated the Bible, um, I actually love listening to his voice on well on the Bible app, the one that's just on the, the regular Bible app that's on my phone. I love his voice and I don't know his name, but I'm going to I'm gonna take things in his voice 
and and let it read out in my head and his voice and see how that works. So, I mean, there's just certain voices that, that just ring in your head. And his is the one that rings in my head because I listen to it twice a day for my devotion. So for, that's just my personal preference. So his voice is going to be in my head. So I'm going to take that advice and I'm going to try it out. So, uh, <laughs> so um, can you tell our viewers what's a good way to get a hold of you if they want to read your book? Um, or get into your group and learn more about the Royals? My website is theribalcarts.com and my group is theribalcarts also. And I have a specific, another group that's just for people who are reading the book that's called the Rival Courts Book Club. And my email is Love, M-U-V dot Lubker, M-U-V-K-E-R at gmail.com. Awesome. So guys, you, you should definitely go to the rivalcourts.com and take a, you know, check out the book, get your copy of the ebook. You're not going to be disappointed because it's a fantastic book. Um, and then get on the groups and chat with us because um, Love is putting out the content and she's she's done the research and you're going to learn. I love history in general. Like I went to Stonehenge. I went to, I think it was Dunedy Castle in Scotland where William Wallace slayed the English. You know, I mean, I get into the history. I've been all around Texas. Oh, and loves another Texas girl too. So that just makes her like 10 times even more awesome in the great country of Texas. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so definitely check out the book, but love, you know, what else do, um, do you have for us tonight? I went to a Duolingo event. Oh, cool. Doing, but was, we didn't know what to expect. I went with my dad. Didn't know what to expect at all. Just, But it was at a Texas Pioneer Farm Museum. Wow. It was really fun and went to two. One was just at a restaurant and play board games in German, but one, the one was really neat at the Pioneer Farm. It had a little German cottage and stuff, and the guy who was the guide would tell stuff about something in the house in German and ask if, who could understand what he said. And, uh, and then at the other like at the museum, he'd, <laughs> the other guides would tell something and he'd translate it into German, so that was neat. The other thing I was going to say was uh, when I was listening to like dramatized audiobooks, I'd listen to a dramatized King James Bible on Bible Gateway. <laughs> and then when I listened to dramatized audiobooks like Redwall and others audio when I listen to the same readers a lot, I notice like Juliet Stevenson's one who did the Bronte and Jane Austen and a lot of books. Mm -hmm. But she does the same voice for similar characters across different stories and before we noticed it was the same reader. I hadn't realized why I thought of two characters as being so similar, but were books I had only listened to and not read. But I also noticed when I listened to one reader or set of readers a lot, 
and then the other books, my brain picks out the characters and puts those voices to them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I could see how that would happen because you you expect the character. It's kind of like when you watch a movie and an actor is playing a certain character and then you hear their interview and they have this accent. And you're like, whoa, what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, I could see how that would happen. You would think the characters are the same because it's by the same voice. One other thing, today's birthday, 220th anniversary of the birth of Mr. Uncle Prussia, who's the villain of my story. Really? And also the anniversary of Charlotte Bronte's wedding. Oh, wow. So, so today's a very special day. That's super is. cool. And yesterday was the anniversary of Queen Victoria's coronation. Yes. And when the Archduke Prince Ferdinand is killed, but starts World War One. So. Wow. And you just know that off the top of your head, huh? Like, wow, that's super cool. Like, I respect people that, that understand history and that know history, and they basically live history because history is the things that happened before, but it's so much more than things that happened before. It teaches us so much about our lives and where we're going in the future. So history is is so important and people don't understand that. And it's not, yes, it's a form of entertainment. It's definitely a form of entertainment, but it's so much more than a form of entertainment. It becomes a lifestyle. And I just, I love history. Me and my husband will sit here and we'll just, you know, like we started watching the, the TV show Vikings, right? But we got so much into it that we started researching and finding out if the characters were real life people. And we had to search their family history and find out where their um, where their family line went. And so I I love history. I think it's fascinating. And I love that you're you're super, super into it. Like you you not only read about it, you write about it, you live it, you you go to events because of it. <laughs> I dream it. Yeah, that's cool because, you know, I wrote a book based off, I wrote two books based off of a dream. So your dreams can turn into your books, which is the best thing about it. Yeah. Now, um, oh, I was about to ask you something. My middle-aged brain just went blank. <laughs> that's what happens. Middle age is not fun. Sometimes your brain just goes blank. Um, but, um, crud. oh, I didn't know Duolingo. Duolingo. Ling How am Duolingo. I Yes, I didn't know they did events because I started using it because I live down in Brownsville, which is predominantly Hispanic and Spanish speaking Hispanic. So I tried to learn a little bit more um, when I was working outside of the house. I don't work outside the house now, so I don't try as hard to learn it, but I still try every once in a while. But I didn't know they had events. I, didn't I don't know, know if they're doing events right now, but yeah, yeah they were. Well, it's going to go back up your location and find events in the language and in your area. Well, that's cool. That's a little plug for Duolingo. They should pay you a sponsorship for that. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, do you have any parting words? Um, oh, you know what, before that, your support network, you know, I always say this at the end of every show, we as authors and creators, we don't get anywhere without our support network. And I think it's important to 
to give them a shout out, like who is your support network through all of this, through your author journey and your creative journey, who has been there, just your champion and just telling you, you can do this and believing in you. I do this a lot with my family and my mom. I read the books, the letters and memoirs and stuff too. And, and listen to audiobooks and stuff like when we're in the kitchen on the day she makes food I read to her and on the days I make food we listen stuff like that and just yeah my family and a few friends that are readers and I've made a few more friends in the research groups I'm in on Facebook so that's cool. I love when people have support networks because that's the only way that we get further. I mean, we can get by by the skin of our teeth, you know. I mean, we're we are fantastic, strong, amazing women, and we're gonna get there, you know, with or without people. But it's always nice to have a support network. My, huh? I said my friends and family, and I said you need to write a book for several years, and then I said I don't know how or I don't describe things. So. Yeah. Now, I'm so glad they're there for you, encouraging you, because if not, who knows if you would have went as far as to write six books, you know, going to be writing six books. Maybe you would have stopped at one. So I'm I glad had, that they're there. I had stuff about that in the dedication and thank you at the beginning of my book. So That's awesome. So before we end the show tonight, love, do you have any last parting words for the audience or for anybody or just to let people know about what's coming up? I am working on book two. I wrote 10 days in a row a couple weeks ago for the first time since I finished my first book in February. So getting going on book two. That's exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being here. It has been a delight and I enjoyed conversating with you and I'm going to enjoy being a part of your book club because I am reading your book. Uh, I haven't finished it, but I started reading it earlier in the week and I'm going to chime in and learn so much more about the Royals. I can't wait for book number two to come out. I haven't even finished reading book number one. And I'm already ready for book number two to come out because I'm a history buff as well. I probably will never know as much as you because you have this amazing mind that can learn it a lot faster than I can. But thank you so much for being here tonight. I look forward to the amazing things that you're going to write. Guys, um, please go over to the Royal Courts. I told you, see, look at me. I'm messing up everything. The RivalCourts.com. Thank you. <laughs> RivalCourts.com. Check out Love's book. Also go over to Facebook.com RivalCourts for her um, group and also reach out so that you can be a part of a group. Once you get the book, then you can go and be a part of the book club and you can chime in and learn more about the Royals. We'll be back here on Thursday night for the bombshell book review. It is our first reading of Tracy Bannister's book straight from the heart. You don't want to miss it. You want to come over. You want to see what me and Nicole are going to get up to. So we're going to head out for tonight. Love, thank you so much. And this will not be our last time. I'll be seeing you over on your group, learning more about the Royals. See you later. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.